Hello, welcome to Tay Tarik Talks, where we spill the tea. Rather than having a set host on today's episode, this special will be a simple conversation between myself, Mahira, and my peer, Farah, and about what it's like being a university student in our final year and wondering what happens now. We invite you to sit back and enjoy this talk with us. So I'll kick off today's episode. Uh, my name is Mahira. I am the deputy chairperson here in Moscow. And I'm currently doing my undergraduate uh, bachelor's degree uh, in economics, uh, majoring in financial economics. And yeah, I'm in my second year and heading towards my third one this February, uh, my last final year in this February. So kind of nervous about that. What about you, Farah? Yeah, so my name is Farah. Um, I am the current chairperson for Moscow NSW. And I'm currently in my fourth year, actually studying a Bachelor of Arts and Social Sciences honours this year with a major in politics and international relations. But yeah, you know, I'm finishing in like November, I think that's when I um, submit my thesis. And I'm not looking forward to <laughs> trying to find a job after that. <laughs> Seems very, um, very perilous in my opinion. <laughs> really daunting when you hear it. Yeah. Um... If I'm not mistaken, was this like an extension of your original degree? Yeah, so for the honors program, or at least for UNSW, the Bachelor of Arts honors program, it's like an additional thing that you do after your actual bachelor's. So you kind of have to apply for it, um, make sure you get the grades and stuff, and then you do the honors like the following year in February kind of thing. So I kind of had to wait, I think I waited six months or something like that. Mm. After I finished my regular Bachelor of Arts degree, before doing honors. So I took a bit of a break um, sometime last year. I see, cool. Well, what made you decide to, to do the honors? I felt that my current degree was not good enough for me to get a job, <laughs> pretty much. I was like, oh, with honors, I guess I have an extra year to like, um, I guess I can do like research, like my thesis. So I have something to prove or something to kind of show people at the end of it saying like, oh yeah, I did like a 20,000 word thesis on this topic. I'm like an expert in like my specific area, which is like post-colonialism and political sociology in terms of like Malaysian stuff. And then also something, okay, I still have another year to like um, see what kind of job I want, kind of test the waters, do some internships maybe. And yeah, that's pretty much the only reason why I did honors. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. I mean, it's still a very valid, it, it's a great reason to be honest. Um. But yeah, has it hit you that it's your final year? Yeah, when I got my cert for my Bachelor of Arts degree, I was like, ah, damn. In like less than a year, I will be uh, finished with uni for a while at least. <laughs> right. Was it emailed to you or did you actually get like a certificate? Oh, I got the actual cert. Oh, nice. Yeah. I'm sure it you it's here. Our listeners can't see it, but I'm I'm enjoying the view. <laughs> yeah, you. so this is like the cert that I got, and uh-huh. I picked it from uni. You know, when when lockdown wasn't a thing. <laughs> yeah. Fun times back then. Yeah, fun times to go out. Now I can't even go out anymore. Said, <laughs> but yeah, once I got it, I was like, damn, I'm like done. I mean, I'm getting another one in like February next year, but still, mm-hmm. it's like really weird knowing that I already finished a degree technically. Yeah, I it hasn't hit me quite yet. I think like I, I'm getting to that point of uh, realization uh, when I realized that this was this upcoming summer was my last 
interim oh. until like you know after that it's just graduation and I was like oh that's a very weird feeling um so yeah I don't think it's fully hit me yet that I'm actually going to be completing a degree in a year yeah I don't know that that just sounds like very official I'm just like I'm still 20 I don't know what this means um but yeah I'm, I'm looking forward to it <laughs> Yeah, I think it's really weird. I mean, it feels really weird when you said like, oh, let's be like technically a last summer, you know, as like a yeah. uni student. I was just like, damn, that's so true. I it's already missed so my true. last summer. <laughs> I didn't even realize that until you mentioned it just now. Yeah. So, but I feel like, I don't know, three years is quite short of a degree though, which is also the reason why I extended it to another year. Because I think like four years is a good amount of time, but not as long as like five, for example. Right. You know, kind of thing. Yeah, I, I think... I, I came to UNSW because they offered a three-year program and I, I really liked that idea of being able to like finish really early but now that I'm actually in uni and you know I've spent yeah. like half my degree online uh, it's kind of like yeah maybe I could have done <laughs> the four-year yeah, I've been thinking about it a lot more recently but um, I, I just don't want to have to you know Australia is going to open its borders and I'll be in my final term of my final year I just Right. So I have been thinking about, you know, trying the whole maybe let's extend it to four year uh, deal. But yeah, it's just kind of nerve wracking to think like this is it, you know. Um, yeah. Yeah. Wait, when you when you graduate, how old will you be when you finish? Uh, I will be 21. Oh, OK. That's not that bad because I have a friend. He already finished and he was 20 when he finished his degree. Oh, and I was like, ooh. Dude, I was in my, like, still my first year, second time when I was 20. I don't know how you can handle finishing uni and then, like, trying to get a job at that age. Right? It feels like a lot of exposure to be going through at such a young age. Like, Mm. I I don't know. I I think I only just recently had this feeling of, why why am I in a hurry? I don't understand why I'm feeling a pressure and a rush. Mm. I'm I'm only 20, and... um, you know, most most peers here in Malaysia, not not to say like that should be the standard or anything, but most peers here only get their first jobs like around like their first official jobs at around 22, 23. And that's not a bad thing either. So I don't fully understand why a lot of us often feel the pressure to just immediately dive in like that's going to somehow grant us a bigger security. But um, yeah, I've been thinking about that a lot more recently and just the idea of being exposed to all this at such a young age and you know I'm applying for my first internship and I'm like god I don't know how to write a cover letter or you know this is also nerve-wracking and um yeah it just feels like I I I haven't even had a moment to settle in and let it sink in that I'm 20 yet and somehow I'm already doing all this stuff so yeah yeah it's, it's a lot of things to take in honestly I don't know how I mean I'm a bit old now I'm like 23 (laughs) and I then I don't know it's like looking back at it I'm like man why did I rush so much I guess to finish like A levels because I think I did my A levels in like a year and a half and I think you can do it in two years which is like for me optimal because then you get better grades kind of stuff but I'm like why did I think that doing it like a year and a half six months I what did I feel like rushing it by six months will make a difference because honestly you think about it when you're like 30 or 40 does, it, does one or two years even really matter yeah. at the end of the day? Mm-hmm. So it's like, I don't know, it's quite, it's quite interesting when you mentioned that as well. When like, um, 
when you're young, you want to rush it. But then when you're a lot older, it's like, does it really matter that you rushed all that? Exactly. And at the end of the day, you're just gonna, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, this, and it's, it's also like this is the only not not the only time. Of course, you can experience a lot of these things when you're in your 30s, 40s, 50s, whatever. But a lot of times, your late teens and early 20s is the time period in which you can experience these things and you don't have to you should not have to feel any guilt about it like I should be able to experience uni be a bit slow in choosing whether I want to go into a job or whatever because it's the time that I should be in societies it's the time that I should Mm. be joining clubs and expanding my horizons more because who knows when you're in you know to heading towards like the middle ages you don't know when you have the time to slow down and just enjoy like the smaller mm. clubs and the smaller things going on around you. You don't know when you have that moment to take a breath in between all the fast-paced stuff. So, yeah, yeah I'm not sure yeah. where the rush necessarily comes from, but I've been thinking about that a lot more recently. Honestly, I think it's the competitiveness of like, I don't know, <laughs> I guess how the world is now. It's like a doggy dog kind of world. You go on LinkedIn, you see like, oh, I got this internship for the yes. summer. Or like, I'm working with this company, this like big, big four company. And then you see they're, they're like LinkedIn and they've done like three other internships. And you're just like, damn, maybe I should be doing something. Yeah. Like, that kind of pressure, you know, that kind of, I think, puts a lot of people to kind of rush things. Although I guess in hindsight, there's really no need to rush because you're so young and you have so many more years to kind of, experience the working world like there's no rush to kind of jump into the nine to five seven days a week uh, five days a week nine to five job life mm-hmm. yeah like not thinking about it I'm like that is very true now that I'm yeah. finishing I'm like I don't want to get a job I just want to study <laughs> <laughs> and relax <laughs> true true I mean I, I I remember I was looking through your LinkedIn I'm gonna go ahead and shamelessly expose myself here <laughs> I was looking through your LinkedIn profile. I remember when we, not when we first met, but I think it was like um, after you and I had gotten our position last time, you know, um, I was changing my my little profile to a deputy chairperson, super excited, you know, and uh, I saw your profile and I was like, wow, she's just done so much. And I took it upon, not in a competitive way, but I was just like, I, I really hope that I get to that same point at some time um I hope and um uh I was going to ask you know we say like we hope we don't want to have to feel this rush we hope we can take it slow but at the same time despite all the burnout and all that do you look back and you're like okay but I'm really grateful that I went through all that effort because I can somewhat relax or do you still feel like the continuous pressure that it's just not enough imposter syndrome if you will I don't know like I still feel the pressure like I try to remind myself that um you know everyone goes at their own pace kind of thing like doesn't matter really where you are like you shouldn't compare yourself to other people because I do have a lot of friends who already graduated and they also have full-time jobs like here and back in Malaysia and just like maybe that could have been me if I finished my degree in three years instead of doing honors Mm -hmm. but then also at the same time I like what I'm doing and I still like enjoy being a student like doing the whole writing the honors thing, going to classes, meeting people, my age being like societies and stuff. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. It's kind of hard because I'm still trying to like crawl out of that mindset. 
but then because it's everywhere from where like from even from like my own friend circle even then it's like you can't help but feel like the competitiveness in a sense yeah so even for myself it's like I don't know, it's hard I guess to cope with it does the idea of you graduating this November then and having to say not goodbye but I mean having to like change out of that student lifestyle where it's like your main priority into other things like is that more frightening to you is it more exciting more of a relief combination of it all kind of thing um I think it's a bit more like I feel very relieved that I'm moving on with life in a sense like I think halfway through the year like a few months ago I was like I don't know it's like I think a lot of my friends are working as well so then I'm surrounded by a lot of people who are either doing their master's PhD or they're working. So they're like that older group of people. And all our priorities are, I mean, and I guess at that age, your priorities are a lot different. Where like you're thinking about like, I mean, this is one of my friends, like investing, saving for retirement, thinking about what's the next step they want to do in terms of your job, your career progression, that kind of stuff. And it's not the kind of stuff you think about in your, like, your second, first year of uni. So I think now that in my fourth year, it's like, I'm glad that I can move on from the initial first years of uni and then move on to like the I guess professional side of things in life which is like thinking of getting a job even though how daunting it can be I'm kind of looking forward to it because then it's like a new phase in my life where I can grow and develop because uni was one part of my life and I feel like I've um, taken all that I can within those these three and a half four years and I guess now going into like the working world I'm somewhat scared but also excited to see what else I can do and where I can grow in a sense well I think it's really I think it's really nice that you you're able to say that no because really I think being able to say yeah I'm looking back on three four years and I'm happy with where it's where it's you know how it's progressed and looking forward to where it's going to next is like I mean isn't that what we all hope for when we enter uni mm. you know no I think that's it's great that you're able to say that so I'm tired of being in student society yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and also another reason why like I right, think right. um some people have like hinted at me that I should be um like another position above my current one and I was like nah no, I cannot. I can't do it for another year. <laughs> like, I'm so tired of it. I've been doing it for, like, three years now, I think. And I'm, like, kind of done <laughs> with being part of student societies. Although it was quite fun while it lasted. But now I'm just a bit tired of it. <laughs> I mean, fair enough. You dedicated quite a, quite a lot of time to them. Yeah. I mean, what about what about you though? It's like, I don't know, because like when I was in my second year, heading to my third, I think that's when I started panicking. So I'm just like wondering whether that's where you're at. Right <laughs> that that's pretty on point with um. That's a great summary of where I'm at right now. Um, I kind of uh with the realization that you know this was my quote unquote uh, supposed last summer as a university student I think I started having a bit of that panic and a bit about um you know um what am I 
going to do next. I don't really know, especially my my degree isn't the kind where it, it's a direct streamline. It's economics. You know, where where do you go with that? You, It's wonderful in a way because it's vague enough that you can pick wherever you want to go. It's very flexible. But at the same time, I'm also the kind of person that I, I suppose it's a comfort zone thing where I would really like to just be given a template and fill it out. You know, I would just like for someone to be like, yeah, you head straight into this job and then it's a streamline right up to this career path. Great. There you go. You don't have to really do all the metacognitive thinking about like, what's my purpose in life? What am I supposed to be good at? And, um, you know, all, all that wonderful, wonderful thinking. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely uh, panicking. <laughs> Panic is a, is a good way to describe it right now. Um, just trying to tell myself that basically my priorities right now are to focus on being a student. Like that's where I should be focusing on because I remember in my first term of university, I was already panicking. I was like, oh my God, I need to get a job. I need to, <laughs> I was already like three years ahead of myself and uh, it didn't reflect great on my grades because you could tell my mind wasn't focused on where I'm at right now. And so I'm just, I keep trying to continuously remind myself of that. Like right now I'm supposed to be focusing on studying. I need to work on my knowledge and my skill set. And um, I try to keep myself calm with that and telling myself that throughout third year is when I'll get a more clear idea of where that's supposed to go. It's a bit hard now because, you know, doing career fairs online isn't as um, enriching as doing it in person. I don't get to talk to representatives the same way, uh, form a relationship with them or, you know, get all the nice little tips that they give you across the booth table. Um, but yeah, I, I think I, I've been trying to like calm myself and be more focused in that sense. Yeah. I don't know how you went about it in your second year, but that's what I'm trying. Honestly, in my second year, I had the same thoughts. Because like when you do politics, people think, oh, are you going to be a politician? Mm. But it's like, well, if that's the case, then entire, my entire class or my entire cohort of like, I don't know how many people there, 60 people, 70 people are going to be politicians, but that doesn't really make sense. Because <laughs> like half the people, yeah, it's like it's like a very flexible degree in the sense where like you can do anything with it. Like I know a lot of the people that I'm doing my honors with, some of them want to be like work in NGOs, want to be like work in policy. Some mm. of them just want to write, be like a journalist. And some of them want to work, I don't know, in like the government, for example, kind of thing. Um, working for their local council, that kind of stuff. So I think it really depends on what you are, I guess. It depends on the skills that your degree teaches you, in a sense. So I guess in terms of politics and international relations, it's a lot of writing, a lot of research. And although at, at the start, it doesn't seem very like straightforward, that, that is what they teach you and stuff. Right. It's only like afterwards, after you've done like all the, the first year stuff, then you realize, oh, actually, I did all this, I've learned all this, I've accumulated this much knowledge. Mm. And then those skills are transferable and I can use them in any job that um, I guess I want to pursue in the future mm. kind of thing. Yeah, so like, for example, like I want to do copywriting, all well, kind of copywriting, journalism, marketing, that kind of stuff. But mm -hmm. it's like, the hard thing was, I think my first year, when I wanted to get an internship, people, uh, a lot of companies would be like, 
oh, why are you applying to this role when you don't like when you don't do marketing as a degree or that kind of right. stuff? So it was kind of hard to convince them that I had the skills to do it because they don't see it the same way as you do. Mm. But part of that is also like trying to convince them that despite not being the direct line or whatever, that kind of gives you an edge because you have a different perspective on the same role. Right. But you still have the same skills as someone who did the degree, for example. Mm. That's something that I've come to like realize and also utilize whenever I do interviews for internships because a lot of them are like oh content writing and marketing and they're like oh so what makes you good for the role and I'm like well I write and stuff I do all this like I have the same skill set as someone who does English for example you know yeah. it might be a bit different but then the skills are kind of the same you just write right. and you're just like kind of good in a sense mm-hmm. yeah. true it, it helps break the the tunnel vision that I think a lot of industries tend to fall into hmm yeah, it's like it's like when you do, I don't know, accounting, for example, you end up going into accounting or auditing or something, I don't know. <laughs> or if you do law, you're definitely going to be like a lawyer. Science lawyer. Yeah, lawyer, paralegal, or that kind of stuff. Um, but I think when it comes to these kind of gray area degrees, it takes a bit of self-discovery, in a sense. So you have to do a lot of independent research and talk to a lot of people who've done um, that degree as well to kind of figure out what you can do with it because otherwise you'll just be in a dark the entire time. And that was me for like a long, long time until like maybe like my third year or something. Yeah. Mm. Okay. That's good comfort for me. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, so no worries. Like honestly, it'll all work out in a sense in like a year or two from now. Like that's what I realized. Like just wait. Uh, try your best and then just eventually something will work out for you. True, true. I think looking back is always such a people tend to not like hindsight in a sense because it feels like oh I should have done this should have done that but in a way I also like it because reflecting back you can be like oh I actually thought none of this was useful and you know I couldn't Mm. use any of it but it's it's actually wonderful because you can look back and be like I've actually learned a lot more than I had anticipated and not in the areas you you were expecting whatsoever so yeah I I wholeheartedly agree and also um, the reason why I joined economics was because I was interested in the social science of it. I actually wasn't really interested in the finance bit. I have <laughs> fallen under the technical stuff because I didn't quite enjoy the theory. Um, but I initially, my first choice of degree was going to be global sustainable development, which is quite niche. Um, and so I figured instead why don't I build up a lot of like this foundation of okay economics how does it affect like you know on many multiple layers of it can impact an individual but it can also impact like international trade and just like how our society evolves and you know down to like what brings bread on someone's table which is all like important when you're thinking about sustainable development so I mean, that was my my hopes in, in joining this degree. And I really hope that when I graduate, I can, like you said, transferable skills, I can actually put that to good use. But yeah, that's the goal anyways. So it's good to hear <laughs> from someone else that it's it's possible. Honestly, like you might think it's bad or like not, like it's not, it's hard, I guess, in a sense. But I think, I don't know, if you like persevere in a sense and like don't let it bog you down then sure. good things can come out of it. I'm an example of that because my grades <laughs> were so bad. <laughs> they were like so bad. 
we appreciate you for it. We love having someone pave the way and show us that it's perfectly fine. We we have someone to look look up to and know that we can take comfort in them. Yeah, I'm like, like I'm an example of a bad student. <laughs> became not that bad afterwards, so it's okay. <laughs> so to our listeners, it's okay. Farah is a good example. Every time you're suffering at 3 a.m. doing an assignment, remember Farah. Yeah, it's alright. Well, okay. Now that I've kind of gone into what I want to do in the future and where I'm hoping it will go, and you as well with the copywriting and the marketing, um, how did you? Well, we kind of talked about how you've come to that conclusion, but what was really you, what was very helpful for you in forming that? Because, you know, for our listeners who may be in their final year or in their penultimate year, getting to that point of like, okay, I'm starting to have a clear idea of what I want to do. How, how did you get there? Um, honestly, I didn't really know what I wanted to do until I attended a career panel, I think, by one of the UNSW societies. I think it was Advertising and PR Society something like that but I was attending like a panel during social sciences week kind of stuff and then they had a lot of interesting speakers who came from different backgrounds like marketing um, journalism history for example and even politics and international relations and I think just going there and seeing where they came from and what they're doing now was a very good eye-opener to what avenues I could take because it kind of showed me that it's not like a linear like it's not like that your you know your path isn't linear in a sense like you don't mm-hmm. just do only one thing and then that was when i kind of realized i can do other things even though it doesn't say politics and international relations in like the job title for example right. yeah and also doing internships was really important because i've done a few internships and that's where i kind of found out what i like to do mm-hmm. and what i don't like to do and I think that's very important for you to at least at least do one internship to see um, which part of the working world you like and what you don't like about it. And yeah, that's, that's pretty much just, just trying things out, talking to people, seeing what they have to say, and then trying to see what your goals and aspirations are kind of aligned with what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I, I agree as well. I think it's... I remember going to the career fair and uh, I asked, I was very straight up with one of the representatives there. I was like, I genuinely don't know what to do with my degree. He, he was he was like, oh, you're doing economics. I did an economics degree. And I was like, That's so wonderful because I don't know what I'm doing next. And he goes, oh yeah, me neither. <laughs> he was like, I had no idea either. And, um, and then he kind of like explained to me, you don't actually have to do something that has economics in the name. You can go into auditing, you can go into consulting and kind of work your way from there you don't always have to go directly into the same pool as your degree you can it's actually better when you're more flexible and you know more malleable um so yeah I found that very I think that change in mindset and that change in perspective has been actually very key in finding comfort with being in my final year and trying to find what to do next um yeah I think 
if there's anyone struggling, I think that's something that I would say to them as well. Yeah, I think changing your mindset to be like a bit more flexible is really important because I've had friends who really wanted to do something, but then they couldn't find a way, I guess, to reach that goal from where they are. And then they got very frustrated doing it. And then it kind of demotivated them as well. And it, only took, it took them a very long time, though, to kind of develop that very flexible mindset of maybe it's okay if I try other things first before going there, or maybe um, I should do something else in my, within my time, or maybe look at different avenues on how to get to the place I want to be at the end of the day. Because I can, I can see how discouraging it can be to only think that you only want one job, one company, or like, for example. And it can, it will, yeah, like, I, mm, you'll end up having a very self, I don't know, it's like a toxic mindset, but then the only person you're affecting is yourself. So it's kind of self-destructive in a sense. Yeah, and I've seen it happen to a lot of people and it's quite sad to see, honestly. Agreed. I saw this really interesting, um, this, there was an athlete and they talked about the importance of being very open in your mindset and not letting that discouragement get to you. And she was saying how she wanted to play polo and she was an athlete and she was great in polo and she wanted to go for the Olympics. But because she was so afraid of what people would say, like, who do you think you are to go for the Olympics? Because she was embarrassed of her goals and embarrassed in being open about different avenues in life, she then denied herself of that possibility. Um, because then when she talked to a junior of hers, that junior said, I want to be an Olympian. And the you know, she said, aren't you, aren't you embarrassed? Like people might be like, oh, who do you think you are? And then Junior was like, no, I mean, why not try? And sure enough, the next, the next upcoming Olympics, that Junior made it in. And um, they had basically made that post to say, yeah, when you, when you discourage yourself and when you don't allow yourself to be open to different avenues and be ambitious and don't allow yourself to be embarrassed of your shortcomings, then oftentimes you trap yourself into, into corners. Um, but yeah, I think that's a really, really important lesson to learn. Hard one, easier said than done, but I, I agree with you. I, I think that's something that I'm slowly trying to learn. Um, but yeah, you're 100% right. So in being open, with uh, <laughs> what's happening in the future um, to kind of help wrap us up a bit. Where, what are you hoping to see, you know, in this upcoming year after this November, what are you hoping to experience? Um, honestly, I have no idea. <laughs> um, I have thought of many ways to go about next year. It, I was thinking, oh, if I get a job, that'd be great, you know? But I, like, whether it's in Sydney or in KL, like, to me, it really, really doesn't matter. I'm quite flexible whichever option, like, takes me. Um, but even if I don't get a job, and maybe I'm, like, still searching six months after my degree finishes, I think I'll still be okay with it because then I can find something to do with my time, my free time, maybe do an internship or something like that. Maybe do, I don't know, some self-development, maybe do... Like readings or something like that, something that will, I guess, keep my mind off 
the fact that I will be unemployed. <laughs> but otherwise, yeah, something along those lines. I think keeping yourself productive during these very stagnant periods is very important because it's very easy to fall, I guess, into that rut again, where you're just thinking, oh, uh, I haven't, like no one has replied to me yet about this, about this grad program or about this role. And then, you know, it'll just manifest in itself. So I think keeping, keeping occupied, product, like productive, being productive while being, while being productive while you're occupied. I feel like that's quite important. Not necessarily also, though. Like, I guess if you want to laser on, it's fine. If you're happy with it. But <laughs> in a sense, whatever, whatever makes you happy in the day. Yeah. True. Wise words spoken from someone ready to, <laughs> someone who's gone through four years of uni. Yeah, I'm um, old, that's all. Oh, no, that's not what I meant. You're not <laughs> old. Just have accumulated wisdom. That's, that's it. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward uh, to seeing what you, you do and uh, looking forward to, I'll be cheering you on, <laughs> whatever it is Thank that you. you're doing, whether it's readings or, you know, going out and achieving like huge jobs. Um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to it. And I'm also looking forward to seeing my growth in the final year. Because um, from what I've heard from our conversation, it's, it feels like that's where a lot of that um that change happens um so i'm looking forward to the epiphanies i would be very grateful for them anytime soon um, um who knows maybe we can come back to masca nsw and be like hey we want to <laughs> an episode where they are now four years later five yeah. Years. but yeah thank you so much for hopping on with my idea and for allowing yourself to be vulnerable on uh on an episode like this and i hope our our vulnerability and our exposure of our struggles and not knowing what to do next also provides comfort to whoever is listening to this. So at State Art Talks, we hope you enjoyed this episode. We hope to see you on the next one. Bye-bye. Thank you. Thank you.